Hey, Jesus fans, welcome to True North Podcast, where we grow closer to God together. This podcast was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas, and our host, Pastor Ed Snyder. To find out more about this podcast, visit our website at truenorthdfw.org. Now let's join Pastor Snyder in a new direction and a new destination. Welcome to another episode of True North Podcast, where we have got some great content ahead of us. So grab something to take some notes, grab a cup of coffee, relax. We'll be right back. And we're back. It is absolutely amazing. This podcast is growing by leaps and bounds. I'm I'm absolutely flabbergasted uh, at the results. I looked at the uh, stats the other day, and uh, we are in 23 countries or territories and 610 cities that True North Podcast is being heard. Absolutely amazing. So I really honestly don't know how to say this but thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. <clears throat> and if you can help us spread the word even further, we would be forever grateful. Here's another thing that I need you to help me with before we get into today's discussion. And that is if you can go to our website at truenorthdfw.org and click on rate show and give us a a rating, as well as write something about how this podcast has blessed you, helped you, or helped a friend or family member. So again, truenorthdfw.org, click on Rate Show, and give us a rating. We would, again, be forever grateful, and it would help us reach even further uh, in spreading the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. So uh, we're excited about that. Again, thank you. So let's get into today's subject, and we're talking about today building on the foundation. Now, folks, as you well know, because most everybody on the face of the earth has access to uh, some kind of news outlet, whether that is radio, television, Internet, and uh, you clearly understand what is happening Overseas, of course, with the Russia-Ukraine uh, situation, also the um, meetings, the summits that our president is in, and what's happening right here in the United States uh, among all the, the things that's happening. And, of course, the confusion that's going on with a, um, uh, uh, a guy that is claiming to be a woman that is wiping out women's swimming uh, sport uh, that I'm not I'm not here to debate those issues. I'm really not. But I'm here to give a reality check in the world that we live in today. And what is really ringing in my heart and mind is how important it is for us to build a foundation, a solid foundation that is under us, that our family sits on, that our principles sit on. Because if we don't do that, we're in trouble. You're in trouble. And so, um, especially in today, in fact, the, the, the fact is, today, uh, we are living in a, and sitting on the front row 
of biblical prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. Wars and rumors of wars, the Bible says, that's going to happen in the last days. Uh, Famines, uh, they're predicting that. And so, again, a lot of things that are happening. And of course, I, I just, this is a reality check. This is not to scare you. This is not to cause friction. This is not something that uh, I'm trying to uh, politically go after. That's not it at all. I hate politics. Absolutely hate politics. But the reality is, is we're in a situation and it's going to take the people of God. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love God, but you need a deeper relationship with God and salvation, according to Acts chapter two, this is your place. Uh, you you need to get there. You need to get into Acts 2. You need to get into the point where you have a deep relationship filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, and being discipled in the Word of God. Because honestly, the days that we have ahead of us, this is the only thing that's going to stand it's the this is the only thing that's going to last. We're going to base our discussion today on Isaiah chapter 28 and verse number 16. And the Bible says there in the 16th verse, behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Back in the day uh, when Gail and I were uh, traveling all over the country and some a little out of the country at that time, uh, and for those of you that may not be familiar with church terms, we were quote-unquote evangelizing. We were an evangelist. Uh, we were in an RV, and we traveled every week. We were somewhere different in location, preaching a revival or teaching uh, church growth stuff or whatever. That was what we did. That was our livelihood. That's for six years we traveled. And during those days, back in the early days, and this is kind of a comical story, but uh, it it's going somewhere. Um, I had a pastor somewhere in the United States uh, that's, that I went and preached for a weekend, and boy, he just really enjoyed our ministry and all. He, I want you to come back for a solid month. And I'm like, okay, that'll be great. Let's do this. And so we scheduled that month, and of course, it was a few months in advance, and so we traveled around some more, preached, you know, we had obligations, and so we went in, uh, came in, pulled in on a Friday night at the beginning of this month. Uh, and again, somewhere in the United States, I'm not telling you where or anything like that. And uh, the parking lot was packed. And I'm like, OK. Uh, then I remembered Friday night, that particular church has youth service. So I figured, OK, they're having youth service. We were starting a month long revival that Sunday. So when I pulled in, we'd parked and we just kind of snuck in the back of the church and sat down on the back row. And to our amazement, my friend. Uh, who is at the time was an evangelist also was preaching. And so I'm like, oh, great. So we enjoyed his preaching and and uh, all of that. And after church, he approached me and greeted us and, hey, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I, I said, I'm, I'm here to start a month revival here uh, this coming Sunday. He goes, bro, I've been here three weeks every night, seven nights a week. 
And I'm like, oh boy, we're in trouble. So anyway, we got about three days into that revive that month long revival. The pastor came to me and said, I'm sorry, Brother Snyder, our church is so tired, we're gonna have to cancel the rest of the month. I'm like, what? I mean, when you're an evangelist, folks, you don't preach, you don't eat. And so uh, I started praying, God, what's the next step? I got on the phone. I started making phone calls and all of that. Well, word got out that we were kind of stuck. And, and our district superintendent or the district superintendent of this particular district somewhere in the United States reached out to us and said, hey, we're having camp meeting next week. Why don't you come? We'll take care of you. You help us and uh, see what the Lord does. And so we did. Long story short, we showed up, and uh, they asked us if we would help at the camp. And I'm like, great, what do you need us to do? Now, I'm from, I'm from uh, my background is, is you, you work, uh, you know what work is. Your hand fits a vacuum cleaner, a broom, a mop, a hammer, a saw, whatever needs to be done, roll up your sleeves and get it done. And so I... Um, I just worked. I fixed the pulpit that was broken. I was on the roof uh, fixing uh, the fans that sucks the air out of the tabernacle, the hot air. Uh, We served ice cream after church. I mean, we did anything that needed to be done. The superintendent uh, was so impressed. He brought me up and said, this is the best evangelist, you know, in the district. And I'm like, man, you haven't heard me preach one word. But here's the, here's the, the, the amazing thing. We walked out of this camp with uh, 31 revivals scheduled. And of course, we were broke because we didn't preach for a month. And of course, uh, at that time, back in the 80s, that $330 was a lot of money. And that's the offerings that was given to us throughout the week. So God blessed. Here's the deal. I got kind of known as the working, quote unquote, evangelist. And so we uh, was invited to one of our revivals that we went to. The pastor happened to be putting on an addition to his church. So I'm like, okay, I'll pitch in. Let's help. Well, that week we dug footers and laid foundation for that addition, addition and then preached revival at night. So here's what I'm getting to. the 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 building of that church or that that addition had to have a good foundation. And I learned because I've never really been that far into construction, but we dug deep and we poured like four feet of cement uh, into uh, the ground to create the place where they would set the walls because of that deep, solid foundation that was put in, those walls will stand strong. That building still stands today. Uh, a solid foundation is vital to the building. It is vital for the endurance of the building through the storms, through earthquakes, or whatever may hit it. The Bible speaks to the difference between a wise man who built his house on the rock and the storms came and it did not fall. But it also mentions a foolish man who built on sand and the storms came and his house fell. In fact, matter, the Bible says, and great was the fall of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we must build our foundation on the right stuff, on stuff that is going to be solid, not sand 
not things that shift, not dirt and mud, because if we do, our life slash house will fall. And the Bible says, and great was the fall of it. Uh, I, I really am caring today for a listener or two or several that may be trying to build a foundation for life on the wrong foundation, on shifting sand or dirt or mud, things that doesn't have solid substance. We've got to build upon the rock. We've got to build upon the solid word of God. So when the storms come, and the day and age that we live in, ladies and gentlemen, storms are here. Uh, typhoons, tsunamis. Now, I'm not talking about reality. I'm not talking about a real tsunami. I'm talking about emotional tsunamis, spiritual tsunamis that will wipe us out if we don't have a solid foundation. Again, it's important that we build on a solid foundation. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, Jesus is talking to Peter and he said, and I say, also say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church. New King James version says, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The gate King James, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus was clear to Peter and said, upon this rock, and I'm just, my imagination perhaps, maybe he pointed to himself, upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, listen, shall not prevail against it. Ladies and gentlemen, when you build your life on the solid foundation upon the rock Christ Jesus, hell will not be able to destroy your life. Now, here's something else that we need to be reminded or you may be learning today. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name, the Bible says, ye are a temple of the Holy Ghost. You're the house. Now, I know we go to church yesterday. Most of us, if not all of us, were in church. We were in a building, and we were praising and worshiping God with songs. We were listening to the pastor, preacher, preach the gospel. We were around the altar praying. We were fellowshipping with the saints. We were inside a building, and we call that building a church. We went to church. But in reality, you are a temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the house that God dwells in. Folks, we can go out in the middle of nowhere in an old barn and have church because it's not in the wood or the mortar or the brick. It's in you that God dwells. So with that thought, here's a very important question. What kind of foundation are you building on? Since you're the temple of the Holy Ghost, since God dwells in you, what kind of foundation, what is your belief system, how much of the Word of God is in you, how much have you built upon the rock Christ Jesus? Isaiah chapter 28 and 16, our foundation scripture for today's discussion 
mentions a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. <clears throat> All right. You'll have to forgive me of my voice. I'm, I'm either trying to catch a healing or a cold is leaving me, one or the other. <clears throat> anyway, my apologies. A stone for a foundation, a tried stone, meaning that it has been tested. It has been proven. It will with, withstand the storms, a precious cornerstone. That's in reference to Christ. He is the cornerstone, a sure, in other words, solid foundation that whosoever believes will not act hastily. The NIV uh, says it this way, whoever believes need never, never to be shaken. Never. Now, you may get rattled. You know, you've got a good, strong building with a good, strong, solid foundation under it. A storm comes. Have you ever, I'm sure you have, you've ever been in your house and a, gr a really, I love thunderstorms, by the way. I know I'm kind of weird. I'd like to be out on the porch, you know, of course, with a, a, a roof, preferably a tin roof over the top of me with a hot cup of coffee, sitting in a nice chair, listening to the storm, listening to the thunder in the background and the rain coming down on that tin roof. Yeah, baby. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> if you have ever been in your house with a thunderstorm going on and a, a, a clap of thunder hits and what we term as, boy, that hit close, it kind of rattles the windows. You know, in life, ladies and gentlemen, I hope I'm being an encouragement to you today. In life, your windows may get rattled. You know, you, you may hear the boom, 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 boom of that thunder, but the house is not coming down. The foundation will stand sure. So whoever believes, whoever has a good belief system, rock solid on the word of God will never be shaken. If you build, uh, if we build ourselves on the rock, the foundation of Jesus Christ, we really have no reason to act hastily. Now, what does that mean? Without sufficient care, without sufficient atten uh, attention, unnecessarily quick or rashly. You know, folks, sometimes when, when life storms hit, we just need to settle down and breathe. We need to pray. Uh, I, that's, that's my number one advice when somebody calls me and they're stressing out about a situation in life. My first question is, have you prayed about this? And people kind of, oh, yeah, sure, Pastor. Okay, have you prayed about it? Now, are you, are you going to wait on the Lord to give you direction? Are you going to wait? You know, I know faith without works is dead. You've got to do something. But what is that something? Have you prayed about the wisdom of God? God, give me some wisdom and to make the right decision. Give me some direction. You know, the Bible says that the steps of a good man is ordered of the Lord. So, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to be acting uh, quickly, unnecessarily, rashly, just do something just to be doing something that that's not wise. Uh, that that's that's something that's going to cause you trouble. You got to pray. You got to wait upon the Lord. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. One thing that's very important to us, or actually it's important to God for us, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 6, therefore it is also contained in the scriptures, uh, 
Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Now, check that out. Here, Isaiah says that we should build uh, upon a foundation, a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation who believes Uh, Whoever believes will not act hastily. That's Isaiah 26 and 16. But then we drop over to 1 Peter uh, chapter 2 and verse 6. And Peter says, therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. In other words, he reached back to the Old Testament, to the words that came from God through Isaiah and says, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Folks, that's a confirmation of the word of God that we need to build on the right foundation. So what what do you sit uh, or, or what does sit on on uh, mean to build a foundation? What what does that mean? What a foundation again is based on God producing steadfast faith and life and allows us to be living examples. Folks, your trials and your tribulations that you try to avoid, get around, get under, get over. I don't want to do this. Those are the very things that's digging deep and pouring the cement in that's going to cause you to be stronger, wiser, and closer to God. So we've got to have a foundation based on God producing steadfast faith and life in us that allows us to be a living example to others. Folks, your testimony is one of the seven infallible uh, uh, weapons of warfare. David, before he fought Goliath, said, The God that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, this uncircumcised Philistine is going to be no different. He reached back and, and, and got what God did for him in the past and gave him a solid foundation to stand upon to fight Goliath, probably twice his, his height, and wait, and man of war from his youth up. But David defeated him with a bag of five rocks and a slingshot. So folks, dig your foundation deep. Develop deep faith. Study the word of God and get the word of God in you and throughout you. Amen. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Build that sure foundation means uh, investing, inspecting, and ensuring the foundation is maintained. When When I helped that pastor put that addition onto his church, we had to double check how deep we have dug. Is it exactly four foot? We can't go anything under four foot. And is the is the hole wide enough to pour the cement? Because that meant the width of the foundation that the, the they call them the footers, the footers where the wall is going to be built on. And so therefore, the footer 
has to be the right depth and the right width to hold the weight of the building. How wide is your faith? How deep is your relationship with God? It's got to be deep and it's got to be wide for the wall or your life to stand upon. Amen. Ensuring the foundation is maintained is another per, another uh, item that we have to do. God's given us the instructions to do this. Learn to trust God with the small stuff. When you do, you'll find it easier to trust God with the big stuff. Amen. The devil wants you to think that there are shortcuts in obedience. Let me tell you something. Shortcuts regarding faithfulness, workarounds dealing with truth, that there are many ways to get to heaven, or how about the idea that God will understand and that God will look the other way if you ignore God's instructions? Do you really think there's any truth to that? That that God's going to look the other way? That God's going to understand why you can't obey his word? Do you really think there's workarounds with dealing the truth? Well, you know, uh, this, that, uh, that's that's the Old Testament. We live in the New Testament. Uh, no, folks, I'm sorry, but that, short cha- that is shortchanging your foundation. We need to build on a firm foundation of Christ. We can withstand whatever comes our way. When a foundation is based on the true meaning and spirit of the Word of God, it produces steadfast faith and life. There are no workarounds. There are no uh, uh, idea that God will understand why we can't obey the word of God, that God will look the other way when we ignore godly instruction. Amen. Psalms 11 and 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? That scripture has been in my spirit for the last few weeks. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're just about out of time in this discussion. But we cannot allow this world to deter us from building on the foundation of God's word and obedience to it. Jesus gives us a clear picture of the the two very different people and what they built their lives upon in Matthew 7. The first is someone who hears the teaching of Jesus and applies the teaching to how they live. The second is someone who also hears the teaching of Jesus but only appears to follow the teaching, and it doesn't end well. So how do we build a strong foundation. How should we respond to Jesus's teaching regarding the wise and the foolish builder, the one that built upon a rock and the one that built upon sand? We should trust the Lord and know, K-N-O-W, that the promises of God are sure. The promises of God are yea and I say, amen. The second thing is we need to abide in God's word where we we see the power of God, the promise of God, the provision of God, and the presence of God. That's where we've got to live is in the power, in the promise, in the provision, 
and in the presence of God. Number three is we need to apply God's word to our lives. Believe it, trust it, apply it, pray it according to God, God's word. And last, we need to have faith in Jesus Christ. And we need to have faith that God's word is real, powerful, and true. Amen. It's, it's you know, folks, I, I, I don't want to be insultive to you, especially signing off here in a minute or two. I don't want to insult you, but I do want to give you a reality check. God doesn't need us to believe in his word. It's true, period. He doesn't need us, uh, need our endorsement. And so if we want to take another opinion, if we want to, well, God's word is not really that and does all this stuff, he don't need that. You're not going to discredit God's word. God's word is forever written in heaven. Amen. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And believe you, men, man, believe you, me, there it is. It is true. Through the centuries, man has tried to destroy God's word. How try, tried to how to how to bind it to uh, eliminate it. Communistic rule has tried to uh, not allow God's word, but to 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 their amazement, if they knew, there are millions of Bibles behind the communistic rule. God's word is true. Let's build on a sure foundation. God bless you. Thank you for joining us here at another episode of True North Podcast. Join our True North Nation. Go to uh, truenorthdfw.org. Sign up for our email list, as well as please go and rate the show. Give us a rating. Give us a star rating. Write something nice about what how this has blessed you. We appreciate it very much. Thank you to our listening audience. God bless you. Love you. And we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us at True North Podcast. You can find us on iHeartRadio or any other podcasting platform. If you want to have any questions, visit us at truenorthdfw.org. We'll catch y'all next week.